0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: This episode of Silent Giants is brought to you by Ali. Alley, powered by Verizon locations, are developed by Verizon, the world's leading technology company. In collaboration with Ali, a membership-only community workspace for creators, Each location is a community curated powered by the emerging technologies and thought leadership of Verizon. With Ali, Verizon is bridging the gap between startup and corporation by helping the community workspace build next level ecosystems for entrepreneurs. And now, on to my interview with Taylor Robinson.
2: Like, no, make the best art you possibly can. And then once that's done, put it in the hands of people who understand that it's a product. It's a thing that you have to sell. And a lot of people don't get that. And it really bums me out because it's like, it's really simple.
0: Yeah, yeah, check it out. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Uh, yeah. Everybody tuning in, you invited, you invited. No matter what mood you in, get excited, get excited. Everybody love the music, let me tell you how they do it. Whether writer or an agent, let me tell you how they made it. You are now talking to a silent giant. Want to walk in their shoes, Silent Giants Want to study they move, Silent Giants Want to know what they do, Silent Giants Silent Giants, y'all <laughs> Welcome to the Silent Giants Podcast A podcast highlighting the superstars behind your favorite superstars and creative industries I'm your host, Corey Cambridge To keep up with the latest on the show Be sure to follow us on Instagram at at SilentGiantsPodcast To keep up with my life, music, and more Be sure to follow me as well at at Cory Cambridge. This week's silent giant is drummer, producer, and artist manager Taylor Robinson. He stopped by my bedside apartment to chat about his upbringing, how he got into music, his experience attending the prestigious Berklee School of Music, how his career as a professional drummer began, life on tour, how he got into artist management, his new album, and lessons he's learned along the way. So, without further ado, let me introduce you to the artist manager, drummer, Artist and producer, my friend, the silent giant, Taylor Robinson.
2: Thank
0: you. Taylor Robinson, what's up, dog? Hey, chilling, man. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. On well, these mics, you sound like a vocalist, man. You sound good on the mic. No shit. <laughs> Can I curse? I should yeah, I ask absolutely. in advance. Fuck Great. yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <You> know, <I'm, laughs> hey, man, this is a rock and roll podcast, bro. Man, love it. Love it. <laughs> How are you, dude?
2: I'm fantastic. I just had a birthday uh on Sunday.
0: Like your shirt.
2: Thanks, man. Well, it's so it's finally nice. So I wore my shirt. It's got some watermelons yeah. on it. It's my summer shirt. Gotta get the summer vibes. It's going. fresh. I dig it. Dude, yeah. But uh no, I'm I'm good, man. I just had a birthday, turned 26. That's crazy. Oh, so young, man. I guess, dude. You know, it's like uh 26 is a weird time in your life where you're like, all right, I can for sure not a kid. I don't really feel like an adult. But, you know, I got to pay all my bills. I got to do all my shit. I got to take care of my life. You know, (laughs) it's a funny period to be in because you're old enough that people expect a lot of you and young enough that you're still, you know, you're still trying to be young. You're still trying to take advantage of every opportunity, every great thing that comes along. You're still trying to go out and and do stuff at night and also wake up at 5 a.m. and run three miles or I feel terrible.
0: You know what, though? It it only gets weirder. Yeah. I just turned 30 and the weirdest experience ever. Dude, 30 is, um okay, the best thing about 30 mm-hmm. is that all the meetings you ever wanted, mm-hmm. you can get. That's amazing. Like, for some reason, people take you a little more seriously. It's like it's mm-hmm. like like getting a college degree. It's like, yeah, I made it in life enough to where, like, right. all your friends, uh, their network has matured. I I see that already. Yes.
2: Like, starting to happen, and it's really awesome. You know, a lot of people, for myself and artists that I work with, everybody across the board, it's like, it's so just awesome to see, you know everyone's quietly been putting the work in since, you know, you started college or whenever people started on their stuff. And it's amazing to see so many people that I know just like killing it all of a sudden out of nowhere. It's like, man, you put in enough time and pays off.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's one thing that we don't think about that I never thought about when I was in my 20s because you always see success with people in your peer group, yeah. or especially in music. It always seems so young. People make it at 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah. Um, At least in the rap world, for sure.
2: Especially, yeah, especially in hip hop. It's pretty, it's not that it's ageist, you know, but there's something crazy about that where it's like, especially hip hop artists have their finger on the pulse of the culture and the youth, that it's pretty wild to see, you know, kids at 17, 18, 19. Just coming out and fucking killing it. And you're like, damn, I'm 26. I feel like an old man.
0: Exactly. But at 26, you're totally not an old man. I know.
2: Keep telling me that.
0: But it's just one of those things where as you get older, I feel like your uh, your network matures and gets seasoned mm. uh, as well. And we see, we see things and it's a career. You know what I mean? It's a music yeah. career, not a music moment. It's not the NFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly.
2: Yeah, that's real. And, you know, I feel like I'm... Uh, I don't know, I feel like I'm really happy to be where I'm at in my career. like it's I've done a lot of things to just sort of have the the utilities now, you know, whether it's just like professionally as an artist, as a producer, whatever. It's like I don't know. I feel really good. I feel like I wouldn't have made as good of art or like business decisions or just like been able to be at the place where I am as a musician when I was eighteen.
0: where are you from originally? I
2: was born in Eugene, Oregon. Um, Oh, shit. You're Oregon, dude. Well, sort of. We moved when I was like three years old uh, to Florida. Me and my mom. My parents got divorced. Me and my mom moved to Florida. Um, And so I kind of grew up in in southwest Florida. Um, And then kind of between there and my grandparents were in Wilmington, North Carolina. So like a lot of my... Culture and love for music and food and just being outside and especially being on the water, like all that comes from growing up in, in the South.
0: Do you come from a musical family?
2: Yes. Um, my dad was a session drummer. Um, played with like Stevie Ray Vaughn and a bunch of like legendary blues guys. Um, and, but, you know, like I said, my parents split up when I was super young. So he wasn't a huge influence on me growing up aside from um, I totally just got the music gene from him, you know? Um, And I started playing drums when I was, well, I mean, really when I was like a year old, we had a kid in the house, and I would always just mess around with it. Um, And my mom bought me my first little drum set when I was three and like got me lessons. And it's been my whole life, man, like as long as you would ask me in my entire life, you know, what do you do? What are you into? It's been the same answer my whole life. It's like I love music, and whether it's drums or like later I got into piano and guitar, and then later I got into like production and songwriting, but. you know it's 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 been my entire life
0: was there ever a moment that you thought that you could maybe do something else as a, a professional career 100%
2: yeah i was really into science and shit growing up too um it was just like a huge i love observations one of the things i really like about music too is especially in songwriting it's like you're just telling stories right you're observing on shit but like when i was younger especially growing up in florida where there was so much amazing like nature i was always out scuba diving doing whatever and so anyway I um, won the like big science fair for like the state of Florida and I got a scholarship to go study environmental science at FGCU and I also had a scholarship to Berkeley so that was kind of how I was my senior year just like all right like what do I want to do and it really came I've talked about this in podcasts before it's like for me it really came down to just like what couldn't I live without you know and it was like for me, it really wasn't that hard of a decision. It was like I absolutely have to do music. There's no, there's no getting around it. Like this is who I am. This is what I want to do. You know, maybe the Buddhists are right and you get a bunch of times around the wheel. But assuming that you live and you die and that's it. Yeah. And your time is your most valuable thing. I'm fucking going in on music, and I have no regrets about that. It's been amazing.
0: What was your experience like applying at Berkeley? What's that? What's that process like?
2: Scary. Um, I applied had already had the scholarship but you know you do your official it's like you're there in front of three people that play your instrument so for my for me it was drums and there's like a sight reading piece there's like a prepared piece that's like whatever you want to do and I did like this chick Korea tune got a match which has this Dave Weckel drum part it's like impossible and I like nailed most of it um, and then you wait like months you know and I went back to uh, florida and i was just sitting around doing senior year and then uh got the letter you know and i was like holy shit this is real you know and as soon especially i remember opening that and it was like i'm not doing not doing environmental
0: science yeah, were, did you apply to any the music schools
2: no i just had that like i knew that i could do the fgcu thing which is from my hometown yeah i knew that was something i loved but um i just sort of I've had that thing in my life where I've gone all in a lot on stuff where it's like the backup plan thing, right? Like it might not always be the smartest idea to just like put all your chips in on one thing. But it's like, for me, especially it was easier when I was younger. Cause you're fearless when you're 18. It's like, yeah, here are all these options. I'm going to put them all in here. But like, you know, well, that's might not be the smartest thing. Just like, I don't want any of those. I want this man. Like, this is what I want more than anything in the world. And it's like, there, I've just been very fortunate of like, just asking the universe for, occasionally for something I really care about, something I really want, and just being like, look, I'll put the work in. I'll do my hardest. I will make something out of this. But like, this is what I want more than anything in the world. Um, and I wanted to go to Berkeley, you know. So I didn't apply to any other music schools. And I got in. And I was very f- fortunate. And it was interesting because not only did a lot of the people that were there say the same thing. But especially the ones that were very successful afterwards. They were all like, there's sort of people that were just like, you know what you want and you just go for it. Um, and I got very lucky. I could have not been accepted. Who knows where I'd be now, but like, that's how that all shook down. So,
0: and what did your, uh, your Berkeley experience prepare you for? A lot of times, mm. which is funny, you may be one of the only folks I know that finished. I Ever. didn't, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Didn't finish. <laughs> no. Let's talk about, let's talk about Berkeley, Because I'm a, I'm a big John Mayer fan, right? And, but from that experience, because that was like my intro into non-hip-hop music was John Mayer. For a lot of people. Yeah. And then I started like digging a little bit deeper and digging a little bit deeper. And then I just discovered Berkeley. I'm like, oh, this is cool in Boston. <laughs> and I because a lot of folks don't uh, finish. It's almost like a thing. Like, yeah, you go. Getting in is like, yo, you're the shit.
2: Well... Yeah. So about that. And John Mayer is a big thing of that. It's like John Mayer came in and it's funny because like he came back and, he, you know, he comes every couple of years and does uh, right. talks at Berkeley. Right. And, you know, he was like, look, do not use me as the excuse to your parents that you're going to drop out of college. And so for me, what it was is like and there was a whole culture of that when I was there of like the idea that if you finish You weren't good enough to get picked up by a big touring actor. You weren't good enough for the record deal. You weren't good enough for whatever. It's just like, that's so stupid. Like if I had it to go back and do it again, like I was very fortunate. So basically the way that it worked for me was like, I did three years there and then I got uh, a touring gig with this band Air that was like hip hop, reggae, indie rock thing. It was amazing. They were already super successful, and they were just—it was essentially a hip hop band that they were adding a, a drums and bass to. Um, and I went on tour with them for like three and a half years, and we did all these amazing shows all over the world. Sold out. It was enormous. It was—it was one of the coolest experiences I had ever had. But that band ended, you know, and it was like that was one of my biggest things. It's like, all right, so I had like this period of my life after that where I was like, all right, what's next? Do I want to keep touring? We did. I think like. 300 and some shows in 16 countries in, like, three years. And I was burnt out on touring. I didn't want to keep doing it. So I started a software startup for a little while, which was amazing. Um, It was a really awesome experience. Um, But the thing that I... And, I, you know, I did a bunch of other stuff to end up deciding, like, you know, I wanted to manage artists, and I wanted to also be a performer, right, and make my own record, which is something we can talk about in a second. Um, But if I had it to do over again... I would graduate because, not that a music degree means anything. I think that's the biggest thing that people use as an excuse it's like, well, you know, music degree isn't worth anything. They're not gonna ask you for that. It's like, can you play? And that's true. But it's also about finishing what you start. You know, and Berkeley is insanely expensive. It's like I think like the seventh most expensive school in the world or at least in the country. And so you're basically paying for like an Ivy League degree that 75% of people drop out of that school and it's like I could talk about Berkeley all day there's there's stuff that I think they really could improve on there's stuff I think they do really well Um, but the culture at Berkeley of well just go for as long as you can afford it and then drop out because you're going to be successful it works for some people but man a college degree is something to be to I don't know it's just awesome like if you if you are fortunate enough to get to go to a great school and get to get a, an awesome degree that means something. like
1: As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular
2: sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now get fifteen percent off your first order at borough.com slash acast. That's fifteen percent off at borough.com slash
0: acast.
2: You should do it. Absolutely you should do it. If I had it to do it over again, I would have finished.
0: Yeah, because you know? I, I sometimes um I like to think of Berkeley and the the talented people that go to Berkeley. It's almost like uh like one and done in college. Yeah. Right? If you have a one and done player yep. um playing college basketball, yeah. They're like, oh this guy like Get them like project, project them now. But right. are the kids like, oh, you know, I like college. I just want yeah. to stay yeah. for four years. People are like, oh no, like you probably shouldn't go for this kid. And it, it kind of has that same right. feeling like They sometimes. might get
2: hurt, or they might like whatever. Right. You know? um, and sports is another thing where it's a very similar. Uh, it's a similar culture, right? Where it's like, you know, you can go make a million dollars right now. It's like
0: okay,
2: yeah, but like it's it's an entire lifetime, right? You know, and it's not just about the degree. It's about what you learn while you're there. And, you know, so as far as Berkeley, like one thing I think that they should focus on is, and I've, you know, based this opinion, not just on my own life, but like a lot of people that I've talked to who went through the program. There is so much focus on musicianship and your instrument, which I think is awesome because it's a music school. But I think there needs to be more focus on, what does a professional music career look like? You know, like, what are all the different facets in which you can make money as an artist? What are all the different, because it's like, a lot of artists will hire a manager, or they'll hire an agent, or they'll hire whatever. I think it's like, a lot of the session musicians that I know would do a lot better if they knew more of how the music business worked. And that was one thing that I learned really well touring with Air and some other big bands, was like, oh, like, this is what a team looks like. Like these bands that are successful, they've built this team around them of <clears throat> managers, booking agents, uh, tour managers, producers, PR people. It's a whole thing, it's this whole cohesive machine. And I think there definitely needs to be more <clears throat> at Berkeley of like teaching kids how to build that. Um,
0: what are the part of, parts of making a successful band work that you learn from your experience with AIR?
2: Well, yeah, so <clears throat> it's a hard question to answer because it's different for everybody. But um, it's interesting. It really pisses me off when I see friends of mine make great albums. And then it's like, all right, I'm just going to put it on Spotify. or I'm going to put it on SoundCloud and hope that it blows up. That almost never happens. you know. So I think building a team around yourself, a manager, is super important. Someone who can help facilitate, all right, where do you want to go? And here's how we get there. And like someone who can manage all the analytics around a band, right? Like who can also help reach out to uh, booking agents, PR people, A&R people, labels, like someone who can oversee the entire project. Um, and I think that's super important. You know, I think there's, there's like some, some things I see artists do really well um, pays off in a huge way where it's like there's I – know, I know you've had – I'm sure you've had this experience where you see people that are super talented. that You're just like, why isn't this shit popping off for them? Like they're better than this person or this person. A lot of people it's just because they're there by themselves. And it's like one of the things I remember uh, learning working for Air was like you know, teamwork makes the dream work, man. They had a team around them that was constantly working for them, whether it was us on the musician side or the business end. Like they had a team. And it made an enormous difference because it's like you – it's a business. Like, and you want to be able to divide that. Like, the art – sometimes, you know, self-managed people, like some people are really good at having both brains to that. Um, I think I'm good at that. Like, I manage, I manage artists. I also am a, am a musician and a producer. Yeah. But, like, a lot of people can't go back and forth. Like, you don't – you want to have them separated where, like, the business end is never informing the art. It should never be of like, well, if we do this, if we simplify it, we'll sell more records. It's like, no, make the best art you possibly can. And then once that's done, put it in the hands of people who understand that it's a product, it's a thing that you have to sell. And a lot of people don't get that. And it really bums me out because it's like, it's really simple. You know, you just, it's, it's not simple in that it's easy. But it's simple in that it's 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 not a, a difficult concept. It's just about working as hard as you can constantly to like increase awareness of the, the product, and that product being your album, you as an artist, whatever, um, you know. So it's it's a it's an amorphous thing, and like I said, like it's different for everybody. People find traction in different avenues, you know. Um, but I think the way to to simplify it the most is just like look like. Whether it's you or a manager or someone you know or a PR agent or whomever, make sure that you have someone in your corner who's looking at this thing like a business. Because um, if you want to do it as a career, you got to make fucking money, man. Right. That's it, you know? Um, And ideally, you make money doing the thing you love, and you never let the money inform the art, you know?
0: I think that's something that, um, you know humongous perk of going to Berkeley that it's like going to college yeah. for an athlete. Yeah. Like you're getting that look. Like you're getting that look that maybe the kid wouldn't get who's yeah. was like in Oklahoma. Sure. You know what I mean?
2: 100%, man. It's made a huge difference. You know, it's like um, a lot of times when I talk to people about what, you know, going to Berkeley or like my career, I was like, oh man, like, you know, you must be really good. It's like, well, you know, there's plenty of, there's varying levels of talent at that school, but it's like, you know. It's cool, and I feel super honored to have gotten to go there. You know, it's like right. I talk about ways they can improve, but like it's a giant moving thing, right? And it's constantly evolving. And I I feel insanely lucky to have been a part of that history. History,
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's one talent, two hard work, and three being a cool ass dude. Like, yeah, you can have the hard work and the talent, but you're not a cool ass dude because one, I was uh, I did an interview with my friend Rhetoric. He's a uh, um, uh, DJ for Logic. Yeah. And we were talking and we did an interview on his tour bus. And I'd never been on a tour bus before. And I was like, I'm doing the interview and I'm like, wow, like you are on this thing for months at a time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the real world for musicians. I know. And maybe in, in closer quarters. Dude,
2: I've been saying it for years, man. Vice, somebody get on it. <laughs> it's such a good story. <laughs> like someone needs to make a fucking TV show just about the process of being on tour. Like... It's wild, and Reddick's cool. He does the YouTube, uh, yeah, he's great. The vlogs, yeah, right. So you get a little bit of that view in, but like somebody needs to do that because like it is such a cool story, you know. Like you're you're in a different city every night. Shit is wild as fuck. Like it's it's an amazing
0: experience. Tell, tell, Tell us like orally what it's like on tour.
2: Sure. I mean, well, it's a lot. It's just like I don't know if you've ever been to camp, right, when you were younger, but it's like you got 12 dudes in a 40-foot box for anywhere from four to nine weeks to a year. If you're on the Justin Bieber tour, you're going for like two years, you know? And then you got private jets and that whole sort of thing. But essentially, it's like, you know, you're with the bros every day. It's usually like five or six shows a week, one day off. You do laundry. Like, it's not as glamorous as people. Like, the tour bus is cool for about four days, man. And then you're like, <laughs> you're like, damn, like you smell bad, you know. <laughs> but um, it's crazy, you know. The, it's like the first week of tour is always like exhausting. It's insane, and you're like, especially if you've taken a little bit of time off before that one, and you're getting back on the road, and you got big shows, and it's just like it's this crazy high every night. And then the second week, you get sick. You always get sick because you go too hard. And then it's like the way that I was like the third week on, whether it's a five, six, seven week tour, you can go forever. You like hardened, your body's like got up to pace. It's like working out, you know. Um, but it is so cool because it's like I've been on a lot of tours where I knew the dudes and we had done this a lot, and you like you show up on day one, and you're like, here we go, you know, and it's amazing. I've also been on tours where I was just a hired gun, and I'm coming into someone else's family, someone else thinking you got to be respectful of like, you know, I'm the new guy. So any change that I elicit, whether it's in the culture or the band or the vibe on tour, it's gonna to be very obvious and that comes from me. So you try and be respectful and stuff, and then by the end of that tour, you're all friends for life, man. It's it's awesome, you know. And as far as like the the ridiculousness that goes on on tour, it's different tour to tour, and some bands go ham. I've been on bands where it was totally what you think it is, like a movie where it's just you know drugs and women all over the place and whatever. You know, and I've been on tours where it was like way more adult and people are just like, you do your show and it's a job and you go to sleep and you do yoga and you eat healthy. You know, Um, it's different. It's different band to band. But it's every time I get back from tour, I'm exhausted and just like thankful.
0: You know, yeah,
2: it's a wild ride.
0: I don't know if you know a Darius Christian, very talented trombonist. Um, he's currently on tour with Mclemore right now. And uh Okay, no, I don't think I know him. Definitely gotta introduce you to this guy. He's he's one of my favorite people in the world. But yeah. his Instagram is great because he's on tour in yeah. Europe.
2: Yeah.
0: And he's highlighting the thing, the things on tour life. He's like, yo, you may think this is glamorous. I'm in Milan right now. This is me doing my laundry. And it's yeah. like it's like him, there's like some fence backstage yeah. in the arena yeah. with his underwear like hanging over the that's fence. real.
2: That's what it is, man. <laughs> You know, there's moment. I mean, because it's like, you know, you get your moment every night for an hour where you're on stage and blah, blah, blah it's crazy, you know? But then, you know, there's <laughs> there has been nights where, you know, I've gotten straight off of a sold out show and then been like, dude, I gotta do laundry. I'm doing it right now. Like, I'm not going to meet and greet. I'm not partying. I'm not going to any after parties. I'm gonna do laundry and go to sleep because
0: I'm tired, you know? <laughs> um, How are you getting touring gigs? Like, how does that...
2: It's always different. I mean, a lot of times
0: it comes through management. So you, you have a... Because you, you manage other people. Yeah, unrelated
2: which, which... to getting touring gigs. Um, it comes down to the thing we were talking about earlier. It's like, it just pisses me off when I see f- my friends or artists that I know that just don't have their finger on, like, what the business end of a band should look like. And for a long time I put it off, because everyone was always like, Dude, you would be such a great manager or an A&R guy. And in my mind, it was like, oh, if I'm doing that, then I'm not a musician. And that's bullshit, man, because there's 24 hours in a day. You know, it's like you're not playing a gig at 9 a.m. So I wake up early and I go to the gym. Not that you could tell because I still eat like it's like my last day. Me on too, Earth. bro. You know? <laughs> but I wake up early and I go to the gym most days, and then I get to work at 8 or 9 a.m. And I there's this artist, Lamont Landers, that's based out of Nashville that I'm working with a lot right now.
0: Um, they're fucking amazing. Um, Well, What's going on next for you, man? The album's coming out. Do do you know around what time? We don't have a date, but probably late
2: summer. Um, Definitely we're going to start releasing. There's two singles. um, uh, Dimensions of Love, which is featuring my friend J-Horde. Grammy Oh, J-Horde.
0: Yes, my dude.
2: Love that guy. Yeah, amazing vocalist. Amazing vocalist, amazing human being. Yeah,
0: wow. Berkeley dude as well.
2: Berkeley dude as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's going to be on it. We're, we have one other song. He won a Grammy
0: with Chance, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, for No Problems. And um, again, it's just like, you know, I just reached out. I was like, yeah, is he going to do this? Like, we're homies, but I don't know. And it immediately was like, yeah, I love it. Like, I'd love to do this. And man, did he deliver. Like, the he's, song it was really crazy because I had a concept. I just sound instrumental, but I had a concept a little bit of like, what i wanted to work with but i just was like i'm just going to see what he gets back to me with i'm not going to send him any lyrical ideas just see and what he sent to me was just like oh my god this is perfect this is exactly what this was about in my mind cuz like even if you're not having lyrics when you're producing for me it's like i'm visual like if i'm listening to a beat i i i'm in a place like it's it's escapism it's like being in a movie right it's like you're immediately in this other thing you can see colors you can see an environment sometimes you see a person and so for that song, it was like I felt immediately like this is about a girl. This is about love. This is about um, – the the there's like a yearning and like there's just all this stuff that's in this music. And anyway, he slayed it. So uh, that and one other single um, that's got uh, my buddy Caleb Hawley that we're still working on. Um, those should probably come out hopefully June, July. Okay. And then uh, – Depending on, you know, I don't want to say for sure, but, like, I would love for the record to come out, like, late summer, early fall.
0: Okay. All right. Dude, Taylor Robinson, man, I appreciate you being on the show, bruh. Thanks, man. Happy to be here. That dude, you my homie. Yeah. Wait a minute. All right, dude. Thank you so much for the Silent Giants behind this episode of the Silent Giants podcast. This episode has been mixed by Mark Bird of NBM Studios, located in Astoria, Queens. NYC's number one recording studio for music, podcasting, and other audio recordings. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at NBM Studios NYC. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge, signing off till next time.
1: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month
0: long